we are live so let me go i think the other page is not private so you should be able to share it you should be fine Yeah, you should be. Yep, because it's not private. You go over to to the page and actually get it because it's not popping up yet. You said it's not popping up yet. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, come on in. Thank you for tuning in today for Testimonies Tuesdays. You got it up? I got it up. I'm ready. All right. All right, guys. You're tuned into the Dope Girls Pray Podcast. I'm your host, Kamisha H. I know it's hot outside, and a lot of you are outside enjoying this beautiful weather, but we still have to do the work of the Father. We still have to do what he has called us to do. And so you guys know that today is Testimony Tuesdays, and I'm your host again, Kamisha H. For those who maybe this is their first time tuning in on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, and tonight our guest speaker who's going to be sharing her testimonial is Miss Samantha Mitchell, aka Miss China, who is an evangelist. Um, you can tell the uh, the viewers where you're um coming in from. Because I forgot to say what she just said. Yeah, okay, everybody. Um, my name is Samantha Mitchell, and I currently reside in Jacksonville, Florida. Amen, amen, amen. So, guys, we're going to um, do what we normally do on Testimony Tuesdays. We're going to listen to the testimony of Miss Samantha Mitchell. Um, we hope that this testimony can reach somebody, impact somebody, um, help somebody in something. Um, you know, so, guys, just tune in, just listen. And, Samantha, you can just go right on ahead and just share your testimony. I'm not going to interrupt you. Okay. All right. So I, again, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for allowing me to come on your platform mm -hmm. and tell my testimony. Yes, um, so let's start from the beginning. So basically, I just wanted to uh, share my testimony about how uh, my journey to becoming more like Christ, um, my Christian journey, where I came from, uh, where I started and where I am now. So mm -hmm. pretty much I went to church my whole life. I was one of those kids. Yeah. Um, you know, PK kid, I was in church all the time. And I mean, every Sunday, every Easter program, every Christmas program, I was there. Me and my sister, like we were there. And so by the time I became a teenager, um, it was just a formality. Just going to church, going to church, going to church. And so mm -hmm. real problems started to attack my life. I did not know, you know, what to do. And so being that right. I went to church all the time, I was ashamed to you know, ask somebody like, you know, what I do because a church person is supposed to know, 
you know, how to, to navigate through problems. And of course, you know, the right. cliche, they say, oh, just pray about it. It's going to be okay. Right. So that's pretty much what I did. But when you don't know how to pray and you don't really, <laughs> you know, you don't really know what's going on, you kind of just going through the motions. So I spent so yeah. much of my life just going through the motions. And so, um, but I will say, I always knew who Jesus was and I knew that he was protecting me. And my mm -hmm. grandmother, um, which is still alive today. I love on her so much. Mm -hmm. She's 87 years old. Wow. And um, she used to always talk about angels a lot. She talked about wow. angels so much. And I remember having action, an actual encounter uh, with an angel. I didn't actually mm -hmm. see the angel, but um, he actually saved my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So let me, let me backtrack just a little bit if yeah. I can. So, yeah. um, me and my cousins running and playing one night. Um, there was a hole in our yard, and we all kind of knew who the, where the hole was. But, you know, when you're running and you're playing and you're jumping, you, you're not thinking about things like that, especially when you're a kid. Right. So here I am running, 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 and um, basically I was going to fall in the hole. And if mm. I would have fell in the hole, I would have been, like, severely hurt. And so what happened was no one was behind me. I was, like, the last person in the group. And I remember a force just grabbing me like by the shirt and just wow. pulling me back. Yeah. Wow. And so I, I was so like, wow, who did that? I was just so amazed. And I remember telling my grandmother about it. She's like, oh, that's your angel. That's your guardian angel. Wow. And I was like, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> and wow. so I yeah. kind of, that was my substance. I know who, I, you know, I remember, like I said, praying to Jesus, going to church and, you know, knowing who he was, but that was my reference point. So Mm -hmm. The angel, I knew angels existed and I knew that they wow. were there to protect me. So here mm -hmm. I am kind of going through life, um, dealt with a lot of abandonment, a lot of, you know, emotional issues and just rejection. Mm -hmm. And um, another major turning point in my life that I remember is that my sisters, uh, one went to college, one went to the military and then it was just me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had all these cousins, I had the sisters, and then everybody gone, everybody's gone, and it's just me. And so I was wow. just so, so hurt and so devastated, and I just began to reach out to anybody that I could, because mm -hmm. I was so used to having people around and having people in my life. And as you know, that's not a good thing, you know, because right. the devil, you know, the, the accuser knows when you're lonely. He knows when you're... Yeah when you're hurting and you know he definitely takes advantage of those situations when you're not mm -hmm. paying attention and you know he's cunning and he pays even when you are paying attention yeah. so for me i began grabbing you know whoever i can get friends um boyfriends you name it because right. i didn't want to be alone because i felt so abandoned and at that time too uh, my family dynamic was starting to change my parents weren't together so it was just total abandonment. Wow. And yeah. And so I even felt ashamed about being abandoned because uh, I grew up with both of my parents in the same house. So I'm like, and that's another thing, like um, the, the, the accuser will be like, how can you feel? You don't have a right to feel that way. You do have a right to feel how you feel. And when mm -hmm. you feel that way, you would take it to the throne and address it, you know? Right. So it was just like, oh, you don't have a right to feel that way. Or, you know, this is what people do. They get friends. You're fine. So a lot of trickery 
and a lot of being in that. So start grabbing at people, wrong people, you know, um, and it wasn't because they were bad people. They just didn't know either. They didn't know themselves, right. et cetera. So grabbing on people, grabbing on people, grab the love of my life. Or wow. so I thought. Wow. So, yeah, absolutely. And um, turned out, you know, at a very young age, had my son. And you can only imagine the warfare that goes, you know, along with being right. with the wrong person. Yeah. So it was, it was a very trying time. And, you know, you would think, okay, that's when, you know, you would press in and nope, not me. I was hard headed. And I was like, I'm going to figure this out by myself. I got this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm smart. I got this. So me and my little friends, no. Okay. So keep going. <laughs> I keep going. Woman of God, I got this baby. I got these friends, honey. Ah, total, total hot mess. But you couldn't tell me, you know, you know, when you're right. young like that, you just can't, and so, can't tell you nothing. Can't tell you nothing. So here mm -hmm. I am still hurt, still rejected, uh, feelings of rejection. Now I have this baby that I'm trying to get all this love from. And wow. from that, 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 um, that creates a um, unhealthy bond, you know, even as a mother, you know, because, you know, you have to give your children back to Jesus to be, you know, mm -hmm. to be protected under him. And, you know, it just got to the point where I wouldn't let him out my sight. You know, I didn't want nobody to watch him. Like, it was like, it was, it created a fear. Like, if mm -hmm. I don't have this baby, then I don't have anything because I felt like I didn't have anybody. Wow. And so cycle of fear, cycle of abandonment, cycle of rejection, mm -hmm. <sighs> trying to navigate through all this. And mm -hmm. so um, I continue on, continue on, get the opportunity to finally, because um, now at this time I'm 20, I'm, I'm in my early 20s. So I get the opportunity mm -hmm. to go to college. And so my mom was like, okay, I want you to be great. I see greatness in you. I'll, I will keep your baby. Go ahead and go to college. Go, go, go. Go be somebody. And mm -hmm. so um, I do that. And now I'm really back to where I started because I'm alone. Right. And so I had to really just overcome being alone. And that's really a hard thing. It, it, it was really difficult for me to, to be alone. Then mm -hmm. I started hearing the, the whisper of the father saying, you're never alone, Samantha. Wow. I'm always with you. You're never mm -hmm. alone. But you know, when you're a thinker, you're like, well, well, I don't see you. I am alone. Where are you? Like, what you mean? And so, you know, I, 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 my heart is open to receive and I'm hearing the father and he's telling me, you're not alone, daughter. I love you. So now I'm hearing the sweet whispers uh, of Jesus and he's telling me, you know, I kept you. You're not alone. It's okay. Let go. I got you. So I'm starting to hear this. I'm in college. Um, and so the, my baby's with my mom. And so that fear is still there, like, oh, I got to hold on tight. If I don't hold on tight, then, you know, he'll be gone, too. And so mm -hmm. here I am building up a, a layer of fear, of fear, like, right. and, and, you know, Satan will absolutely run amok yes, once he, he gets the door open and see where you're weak, mm -hmm. where you're weak, yep. he'll definitely run amok. So I, I dealt with a lot of that. So, so slowly, um, started, um, Jesus started speaking to my heart. And I remember 
uh, in my one bedroom apartment, girl, I thought I had it going on. I'm like, oh, I got because like I told you at the beginning of the broadcast, I'm from the country. So here I am in the right. city. I'm in college. I got a one bedroom apartment. Y'all can't tell me nothing. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, I'm living in this apartment. And I mean, girl, it was absolutely a basic apartment. <laughs> Absolutely nothing was stunning about it. But to me, it was everything, right? Right. And so I remember sitting on my bed one day and I said, this is really nice. And God said, if you think this is nice, wait till you serve me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just sitting on my bed. Yeah. And I mean, it was just me and him. And I heard his voice, you know, just like I'm talking to you right now. He yeah. said, if you think this is nice, wait till you serve me. And so at wow. that point. Um, things start getting in motion and I started just, you know, um, understanding like, wait, somebody loves me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm, I am loved. It, it is okay. And so, um, I began to go to church and understand while I'm there, why am I there? You know, I'm here to serve. I'm here to worship. I'm here to learn, you know, about the father and how great he is. So, you know, it was just a, um, Hmm. Was a defining moment one day I went to church and I actually, I guess you would say my ears were open and I actually mm -hmm. understood why I was there and I understood the scriptures and I was like, okay, this was, this is what this is about. I, okay. I got it. And so right. here I am navigating. I'm loving on Jesus. He's loving on me back. But as you know, just because we, you're beginning that relationship, it doesn't make everything okay. You right. know, you still have things, you know, issues and problems and things like that and so here i am you know trying to um trying to get through everything um with school and trying to graduate and things like that and um just you know trying to um get my footing in and understanding and so here i am better at a place of understanding and i'm like wow I got some things I got to change in my life. Like this ain't it, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yep. I don't know about you, but honey, changing, you know, going to a Christ, um, a Christ walk from where you, wherever you came from mm -hmm. was, it was just so difficult. And, you know, I just pressed in and it was a lot of hard times, a lot of crying days. And, um, you know, just trying to, Find, your, find myself as well. Like, who am mm -hmm. I? What is yeah. my purpose here? You know, what am I here, you know, to do? What What is it, God? And I still am, mm -hmm. you know, searching for that as well. Um, but back to uh, where I was. Um, and so, like I Let said. stop you for a second. Uh, yes. Sorry. Because what you just said, what you just touched on is really so important. When you just said, as you transition from where you were and then going into your Christ walk, you know, trying to figure out who you are. Sometimes some people think that immediately when they say, OK, Jesus, I accept you as my personal savior. You know that that's it. You know, here comes happiness, you know, and to be honest, if you still are at a loss place when you're at that place, if that makes any sense, like you're still you still feel empty. Mm -hmm. You still feel empty. And I know for an example, like even myself, when I was like um, coming out of Islam and I was coming into Christianity, you know, it took me five years literally to, to feel full. 
Wow. It was yeah. a, it was a five year process for me to feel full because I wasn't it was like one minute I'm walking the straight and narrow that the uh-huh. next minute, you know, I'm kind of doing what I want to do. Like I'm still, you know, going to church, but I was drinking, you know, I was doing something Girl. I wasn't supposed yes. to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then. When I decided to, you know, the conviction would come, you know, now I'm like, okay, I need to get myself together. And then I'm walking again. But it's not until, and I say this all the time, it's not until you truly get the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, when it resides in you, that you feel full. And the Holy Ghost don't come until you really start positioning yourself, meaning the the posture. You start Mm -hmm. cutting away some things that doesn't belong, you know, and then, you know, as you start positioning yourself through prayer and fasting and staying in the word, then the Holy Ghost starts to examine you, you know, can I reside in this place? Because some people think like, you know, as soon as you get saved, like you get the Holy Ghost. Now I know some people are probably going to say, Oh no, that's not, it, it, it's, it's not true. I'm sorry. It's not true. You don't because at the time, and, and this is the, and thank you, Holy Ghost, because at the time you got to think of it like this, when you're coming in off the street, and you decide that you want to get saved, you still have all of those spirits that's attached to you when you're walking in the door. The Absolutely. Holy Ghost cannot reside in an unclean temple. So yes, the Holy Spirit is with you. It walks with you. It's a navigator. It convicts you. But does it reside in you at that time? No, it does not. It does not. Not at that time. Because you're still not clean. You're mm-hmm. still not clean unless you use Bible because the disciples walk with Jesus the whole time. Right. But the Holy Ghost didn't reside in them until what Jesus died on the cross. Left, That's right. You know, yeah. and then what happened when Jesus uh, made Peter affirm him those three times. Mm-hmm. And then when he left, that's when the Holy Ghost came Pentecost and all that stuff like that. But the point of the matter is. It's an attestment that the Holy Ghost does not reside in an unclean temple. So, yes, until the Holy Ghost come, we still are empty. We still are walking our own thing. And like how you said, you were searching, you know, and, and everything else. You were trying to figure out, you know, what it is. And like you said, you still trying to figure out, you know, legitimately Absolutely. what it is. That it's, it's a process. Because right. I will be honest. Up until the Lord really kind of, and I and I can't even say up until the Lord gave me the podcast, even and when the Lord gave me the podcast, it was still times that I felt like, oh God, because of the persecution that I was facing. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so there was days that, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, feeling kind of down and the enemy was playing tricks on me. And even still, he tries to come, but because the Lord has really he started planting roots because we can't firmly say we're just deeply rooted or we're just no it's only god that you know it's only god that we're able to even maneuver and to do anything through christ jesus and to even feel the confidence that we feel and as paul Mm -hmm. said that if we are to boast we are to only boast in christ and so you know we can confidently say you know to god be the glory this or x y and z into the fourth of it but me on my own honey no no, I, I didn't even <laughs> want to do this. You talk about talking in front of Ooh. people. People said, Oh, you're going to have to do this, and not for the podcast, but just when I found out who I was and in, in, in God, mm-hmm. you know, I ran. I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have to preach. I'm going to have to what? I said, What yeah. do I know? You know, I came right. from Islam for 13 years. What Bible do I know? Who wow. wants to listen to me? Even mm-hmm. when the Lord told me to write the ebook. 
I was sitting up there like, God, are you serious? Who's going to listen to me? Uh Because in my mind, I felt like I wasn't in Christianity long enough. But then the Lord, God, I thank you, Holy Ghost, because I hear you so good. Because the Lord just showed me Paul. When Paul, when after the Lord purged him, after he took his sight, you know, when he purged him and used him up for his glory, what did he do? The Lord used him expeditiously. Yes. Paul did not wait. Mm -hmm. Paul did not wait. Paul did not wait. Paul did not wait. There was not a period of, and, and only God knows best because we don't, we're not, I'm not a Bible scholar. You know, I haven't studied the Bible to the point to know, you know, like dates and time spans, mm-hmm. you know, of, of how, like, what was the time span from when he got blinded on the road to, you know, when he came to Christ and when he started really walking in his walk. I don't know the time span, but from what I read in the Bible, it was expeditiously. It was, it was yeah. expeditiously that the Lord used him. And it's a proof to, to, to show, you know, when the Lord calls you, you know, there's nobody that can stand in the way of that, no matter what they think, you know, That's about right. you or mm-hmm. if they think you're qualified or not, or you haven't been in this long enough. It's, and it's, it's all God that he does all things. It's That's him. right. Absolutely. It's it's him. I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. I just had to oh, say no, that. Absolutely. Thank I know you. It's, it's some people. Yeah, I know it's and I know it's tough too. Sometimes when you on here, you just talking, you know, just especially talking, if you're yes. not really a talker. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. But there are some people, you know, that are struggling, you know, with the fact of the matter that in their mind, they think like, you know, well, I've been in Christ for this long and, I, and I'm still like in Egypt. I'm still wandering like the Israelites. Ooh. I'm still wandering trying absolutely. to figure out. But the thing I'm, I'm here to say, what what would keep you from that, from not wandering is just spending time. And Absolutely. like how you said, pushing yourself because it, it comes with the price, you know, it, it comes with the price mm-hmm. because some people, um, they think, you know, because the Lord calls you to something and that you have a title or whatever it is, they think that it's freely given. It's not. No. The only thing that's freely given, like Paul said, is what he freely gives me. And when we minister, that's freely given, you mm-hmm. know, but as it pertains to what the Lord gives us, it, it comes with a price. We have to work for it. It's a trust thing. It's like a trust issue. I always says because the Lord wants to see, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can yeah. I trust you? You know, can I trust you? Yes, I said that you are that I say that you are. But I also know you, too. Mm-hmm. Because you know the way that I, I know you, so the, right yeah and so my yes. thing is at the end of the day just because the lord may have given you a certain mantle or placed you somewhere in the room of the spirit that does not mean that it comes freely it's, it's at a price there's some things you got to give up there's some things you got to lose there's some things you got to go through and even with you talking and how you saying the stuff that you experience that stuff happened to you but it wasn't mm-hmm. for you but it just right. worked for you Absolutely. It worked for you mm-hmm. because literally what is going to be used for is for you to actually go back and get other women who struggle with those same things. Same things. Yeah. You know? So Absolutely. go ahead and finish your testimony. Yeah. And I heard somebody say the other day, I paid for what you're getting free. And I was yeah. like, "Ooh, yes, I did. God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, to, to piggyback off what you said about expeditiously. And so was Jesus. Um, when God affirmed yeah. him and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He was immediately sent into the wilderness, you know, so yeah. um, there are some some things that are quick, fast. And there are also some things that God would I don't want to say drag you, but he's yet though. He will slay you, yeah. you know, and he will do it. You, absolutely. You know time. why? Because you know why, too? Because some some things 
Well, a lot of things are for at an appointed time. And sometimes we're not spiritually mature. Like, for instance, when David got anointed, Mm -hmm. you know, he when he got anointed by Samuel, he got anointed with all three anointings, but he didn't operate in all three. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always anointed king, but he didn't operate in the kingsly anointed until the appointed time because he was spiritually immature. That's right. He wasn't mature enough, mm-hmm. you know, to walk in it. So go ahead. It's true. Yes, what you're saying. absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's something I had to learn, too. Like, well, God, why isn't this happening now? And, you know, I gave up this. You know, I, I gave up that. I, I worked on my character like you told me to. I did this like you said. I did that like you said. You know, yeah. God, where's my husband? What's going on? What, yeah. You know, you know, and this, and you know, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing this enough. So let me do this enough. Let me do that enough. But no, it's an appointed time, and you just have to yeah. wait for it. You just have yeah. to wait for it. And sometimes it's not because it's not your appointed time. It could be sister girl down the road. She's not right. where you are to receive you know, what God is doing in your life. You may be waiting on somebody who's, you know, down the road, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, but yes, that wilderness, um, let me tell you something. That wilderness, honey, I threw in the towel. I said, nah, God, this ain't it. I'm gonna give this back to you. This is too hard. You know, this takes too long. And as they say, he throws it right back to you and say, nah, you got it. You're going to be just fine. But I tell mm-hmm. you, so, so, and then too, like, you know, we get upset at the wilderness, like God is taking too long and, and everybody else is getting this, everybody else is winning, yeah. this person, this, and this person, that, and I also learned how to not look, don't look left, right. don't look right, look straight ahead, look in you front know, of you. straight ahead in front of you, work out your own soul salvation, because yeah. everything to the left and right is always not what it seems. That's and right. That's what's true. for you, for me, for you, and for us. We have the grace for that. You don't have necessarily mm-hmm. the grace, you know, for what somebody else has. But yeah. um, to, to keep on going. Um, and so, like I mentioned, um, just a spirit of fear, like, you know, from being rejected and being abandoned. Mm-hmm. I just had this fear and the fear was all over me. Woman of God, I'm going to tell you, because most people who know me or see me, they'd be like, oh, man, she's confident. You know, she got going on. She, she's yeah. strong. She's this. Honey, I was a jelly bean. Hard on the outside. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and soft on the inside. I call it honey, a Oreo. <laughs> honey, I was so soft on the inside. But everybody thought, like, okay, well, she got it. She's strong. She good. But that's, that's a defense mechanism. And sometimes that's just, just the way you are. That's just the way you look. Yeah. That's just the way you carry yourself for whatever reason. And so, and when, and when you're that way, you don't get offered the, the support you need sometimes. So you hold a lot yeah. of things in. And then when it comes out, people are like, why didn't you say anything? You're like, why didn't you notice? And right. so I was dealing with a whole lot of fear from abandonment and rejection. And so up until recently, honestly, woman of God, I was freed of that. Mm-hmm. Recently, I mean, very recently. And I'll tell you the story behind that. I don't know how much time that we have left. You got, you got some time. Okay. And so um, recently, um, I, I just noticed like, you know, God, you know, I want to be bold. I look bold. I look right. like I got it together. I want I want the look to match what's going on. Why doesn't it? Right. Oh, it does. Sometimes it's not all the time. So, you know, God, yeah. how do I navigate that? What's going on with that? You know, and so I just was praying about it and he praying about it. And he's like, 
I hear you at the appointed time. It's not time now because you'll mismanage it if I give it to you before your time. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so, and you know, and so I thought he was just holding something back for me or I wasn't doing enough to get it. But it's mm -hmm. and like, like you mentioned before, at the appointed time. So here I am dealing with all this fear. I'm dealing with this fear and I'm like, okay. And so once I recognized what it was, um, and like I said, it was up until recently. So with the coronavirus and the nature of my job, I'm like one-on-one -on -one with the patients. I'm like right here, mm -hmm. you're breathing on me, I'm breathing on you. And so um, we, uh, in, in the medical field, you get certain type of briefings and you see certain things like that the general public may not see. And so mm -hmm. I was just, you know, in the predictions where so many people are gonna be sick, so many people are gonna die. And like my heart beats for people, like my heart is so huge for people. And I was just wore out. I was like, oh, in the spirit, like I was just wore out, like, oh my God, God, these mm -hmm. people are gonna, they're gonna die and they're not gonna know you. And we, we weren't on our job and I'm just in this repentant state and I'm in this, this sad state. And then I'm hearing all these things, you know, from, from the job perspective. And um, I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm just wore out, but I look like everything is okay. Cause that's mm -hmm. how it is. Right? right. And I remember my coworker who is a non-believer, but I truly believe that, that, um, that, that the presence of God and the spirit of God is going to continue to work on her. So she's yeah. a non-believer. And I, I spoke with her. We were in a briefing and I left, like my heart was like pity pat pat bump, 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 bump. And so I look at her and I says, I say, does any of this, you know, make you nervous? Are you afraid of any of this? And she's like, no. And I'm like, mm. well, why not? And she's like, well, I have my mask. It works. I'll be okay. And the spirit mm. arrested me and said, she's a non-believer. Wow. You're a believer. Why are you scared? Wow. If anything happened to you, you know, you're secure. You know where your soul is anchored. She's right. not scared, but you are. That's the problem. Wow. Fix it. Because you know how the Holy wow. Spirit will roll up on you and check yeah. you, right? Yep. And, <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> so the yes, Holy Spirit will. was a straight gangster with me. He was like, you need to fix that. And I was like, wait a minute now, Samantha. <laughs> she had not one word, woman of God. And I'm wow. over here like knees knocking. You know, I'm looking crazy. My knees are knocking. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I, I call my good girlfriends and, and they pray with me, they minister with me. And, and, and um, one of them told me something. She was like, go to First John 4 and 16 or 18. She was like, if you have fear, then you do not know perfect love. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And when I tell you, I, I, I went to it, I read that scripture and that set me free. I said, God, I need to know your love. Yeah, I need to know your perfect love. Mm. And so I meditated on it. I read on it. I fasted on it. And I was like, I know you love me. So, so what's the disconnect? What is it? What is it? And, and I, you know, I was just like, okay, God, what is it? He says, Samantha, daughter, I love you right now. No more than I will love you 10 years from now. You don't have to get it right. You don't have to be better. I love you right now forevermore. Mm -hmm. So here I was trying to gain or get love from God that's freely given to me. 
So I'm fighting and working. I'm working at something that God just wanted to give me and that he wow. gave me already. He and already you know gave what? it to me. Let me stop you right there because yes. that's that's an interesting point that you just made because you just said, here I am working yeah. for something that is freely given to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's a lot of us who are stuck in these cycles. Yes. Um, we're looking, it's, they have the saying, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. Wrong places yeah. That saying is, is so true. And, it's, and the Lord is saying, the whole time I was right here. I'm willing yeah. to give you what you were looking for you yeah. know and the thing is that's what the enemy does not want us to know and that's what he fights us on you know um from from us ever learning or knowing you know that everything that we need we can find in god yeah and that's why he sends so many distractions and and you know different principalities that's assigned to us mm-hmm. it's all for that reason so that we that never get to the place yeah. Right, that we could say, wow, all along this is, you know, was in God because I'm gonna be honest, you know, I can I can really relate with you when you when you're talking because I was like the same way I was looking for love in like all of the wrong places. Absolutely. You know, even though like people might look at me too like, oh, you such an independent strong woman. I am, don't get me wrong. I'm very don't get independent and strong. <laughs> yeah. But I know that I'm a woman that the Bible says, you know, that he created us to be. He didn't create us to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. And mm-hmm. so my thing is, you know, I used to to look for love, you know, in, in relationships and not really yes. so much relationships because to be honest, it was more so marriage because mm-hmm. from me going through Islam, I always knew that I couldn't be nobody's girlfriend. It was even marriage or nothing. So I've, I've been married since I was 19. And wow. so like I've probably been in one relationship as an adult, to be honest. Um, and that was like the, the, the cycle that I had really went through um, for the two years before really like walking into my call. But as an adult, I was never like nobody's girlfriend. I, I was always married. And so, you know, but the point of the matter is when I was in a slam, I used, because I still struggle with all of those spirits, even though in my mind, you know, I thought that I'm living this life. I'm, yeah. I'm perfect. I'm doing yeah. what I'm commanded to do. I'm following the law because that's what Islam is. It's really the old Testament. You know, yeah. I didn't think that I had at that time that I really had a problem. I'm just thinking I'm following what the religion says. We're supposed to get married. We're not supposed to fornicate. And so it was like marriage after marriage after marriage, marriage after marriage after marriage, because, you know, I was so, and see, God, I thank you because Islam was so much like the law, like the old Testament, like literally it was like, as soon as somebody broke a rule, it was like, they were done with me. Wow. They were done. There was no, mercy islam lacks mercy even wow. though honestly it does teach us about mercy in the hadiths um that they have which is like a separate compilation of books outside of the quran it really does teach about mercy but however because of the principalities that's assigned over that religion and to, to keep people in bondage and everything else people lack mercy is all law 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 and so literally that religion was uh, was causing me to destroy myself because every time that i got married islamically like literally and i'm be honest i'm be so transparent I, it would be times i was married for like maybe like a couple months 
Wow. Because somebody would, they would come to the sit down. The sit down was really the table where you had the opportunity to get to learn somebody, right? So basically they would come, I would have my book of questions, you know, and I would ask all of the questions that I felt as though that I needed to ask. And in my mind, because I'm thinking I'm going to give people the benefit of the, of the doubt, you know, that they're going to be truthful because the religion yeah. teaches you that you shouldn't lie, you know, and stuff like that. And so Absolutely. my thing is, I'm sitting at this table. I got my questions. Even though I, I'm not falling for the okie doke, there were some people at the sit down that I just was like, no, nah, this ain't going to be mm-hmm. a look, you know, right. or whatever like that. But then there were some people that did deceive me, you know, and and I ended up, you know, getting married wasn't that many times, but it still was more than one time. It should have never been more than one time, you know, and what the enemy was doing and what they do through that marriage is this is how different principalities come in. Because every time that you get married or every time you sleep with somebody, you take on their spirits. Mm, You do. You take on their spirits. And so literally it was like marriage after marriage after marriage, Islamically, you know, and every time that I got married, I was taking on other principalities, other people's spirits. And so the next thing you know, all of this stuff, even though it wasn't manifesting, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. manifesting that I could see. I couldn't see mm-hmm. anything manifesting. And I talked about this on the last podcast. That was because I was working with them. Because Islam is 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 a big principality that's behind that religion itself. And so literally, that's why none of it never manifests. It didn't manifest until I was coming out. Wow. Until I was coming out. And then when I actually did come out, then that's when all of a sudden I started to experience the warfare that I had experienced. And so literally, it wasn't until I came to Christianity that I became full like I started to get full like after those five years I started to get full and then the Lord started to show me me to me and I realized that I had an issue I'm like oh my gosh all of these years 13 years of Islam and then five years of being back in Christ I never knew that I had an issue and in my mind I'm thinking it was always everybody else and everybody else Never you me. know, it was it was oh, never yeah. me because in mm-hmm. my mind, you know, I did things a certain way. This is how I live my life. This is so how I am. Literally, right. <laughs> so literally, the Lord said, like, in some ways, no, it wasn't you, daughter, but you had those, you had issues, and and the issues stemmed from the spirit that was operating on the inside of me. Yeah. And so, literally, I remember the day, and I talked about it the last podcast when I was in therapy. And he asked me the question, how did I get here? And I mm-hmm. sat back and I and I cried, like I said, for the first time, because I said, I destroyed myself. You know, I, that religion really, it, it really tried to destroy me. And at the time, it did destroy me. And that's what it, it the plan was to take me out. It was. That was the plan. The plan was to to really take me out. That's what mm-hmm. it was supposed to do. And even to the point, you know, when I came out of the religion, you know, the, the marriage that I lost, the, the one the one marriage that I thought like, okay, this is it now. Like I said, the love of your life. I can relate to you. Come on, sis. I thought this was it. You yes. know, and I'm like, I didn't left this religion, you know, for this man. And I didn't came over to, to, to Christianity, you know, and everything. And then to lose it all. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. But the Lord said to me, the enemy counted on that for me to lose my mind. But the Lord also said that was the last time that he had a chance to do so. 
Amen. That was the last time, even like uh, the last like big time, you know, that he had a chance really to take me out and he failed. He failed. He failed. And so point in cases, because I talk too much and I know I can talk a lot. The point in cases, I, I that that part is so true because that is relatable to many of us. It's not just um it's not just women that go through this, it's men too. Men that yeah. suffer from the abandonment and rejection, mm-hmm. they go through relationship after relationship, relationship after relationship, after relationship because yeah. of, of cycles, because in somewhere in their childhood, you know, they suffered that the spirit came in first and invaded their privacy and they suffered from that abandonment and rejection. And so literally, you know, this type of stuff it has to be talked about because sometimes some people can't see. That's right. Some people can't see. And -hmm. sometimes the enemy won't allow some people to see. That's what the bondage is. The spirit of bondage does. It's it's like demonic blockers over the Mm -hmm. eyes and the ears. You know, and that's what it and that's what it plays on because that's what bondage is. It's it's supposed to keep you bound. It's supposed to keep you in trap. And so, you know, it's it's not just a woman thing. Absolutely. You know, it's a everybody thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a everybody thing because spirits don't have sexes. That's right. And I have to say it because there's some people that walk around and they talk about the, the principalities, incubus, the incubus, where they got that from. I don't know. You know, this is some some names that they didn't got from some a witch that instead it and they put it out there and made it look like, you know, that it's a female, you know, spirit and it's a male spirit. No, spirits mm-hmm. don't have sexes. The same that's why spirits are able to operate in anything. Just like Jezebel. Jezebel can be found in a man. Delilah can be found in a man. It's not mm-hmm. a woman's spirit. It's not it's not a female spirit, even though Jezebel did come from a female, but it's a spirit that can operate in anybody. Mm-hmm. Spirits doesn't have sexes. You know, the same thing with angels. Angels doesn't have sexes, you know, and so I, I have to say it because the enemy, even within the religion, it still tries to deceive us to make us think because now our minds is just so focused now. Oh, that this has to be the spirit of incubus, incubus, and you call it on something and conjuring up something and now all of a sudden you got it because you're saying it. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's how the enemy is. He's so tricky He's and cunning, so crafty. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And he and he does not want to be exposed. And so he hide behind things, even in a religion. Absolutely. And we, mm-hmm. as far as the Bible says, lean not into our own understanding. Own understanding We're so yeah. ignorant of some things. And a lot of us, we just take things and we run with it. You know, whatever somebody else said, we run with it. We're not a people that we actually say, okay, hold up. Hold I know on. what you're saying or whatever. Yeah. Let me go sit down and pick up a book and let me go research this. Where did you find that at? It's nothing wrong with questioning somebody. And if somebody's ever offended that you questioning them, you got to question them. Absolutely. Come on. Come That's on. right. Because Absolutely. why would you be offended that I asked you a question? You know, you, you should not be offended because somebody asked you a question. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to be ignorant. If the Bible says to lean not only to your own understanding, then we're trying not to lean on our own understanding. We're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And so, you know, it's it's a lot of deceiving, a lot of trickery, you know, that's going on. I don't mean to interrupt your, uh, your testimony, but the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, you're fine, moving. woman of God. And, you know, another <laughs> thing, too, he's so cunning because we celebrate. When we go through things, we celebrate the fact that, oh, it didn't kill me. Okay, it didn't kill you, but it stole from you. And yeah. it destroyed you. You know what I'm saying? So he he's crafty. No, that relationship yeah. didn't kill you, but what did it do to you? You know, right. and, and you know, what did it take from you? 
So yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. We have to look beyond, you know, our own understanding. But mm-hmm. but let me tell you, woman of God, when when I um when when I realized um that love, what when when you when you when you understand the love of the Father, the true love of the Father, as you mm-hmm. are, He loves you. Now, yes, yeah. the Holy Spirit will do a work in us, and yes, we do have to perfect ourselves and walk out our own soul salvation. But He loves us. And mm-hmm. women have to know that men have we have to know that he yeah. loves us because the devil will lie yeah. to you. He will have you. Oh, well, you weren't supposed to do that. So mm, maybe God will take you back. No, yeah, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. And, you know, rejection is real. Abandonment is real. All of these things are real. But the love of the father, the love of the father wipes away everything that you if everything. And yeah. I just encourage people mm-hmm. to 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 whatever you got to do to focus on getting to the place where you say, OK, God, I need your love. I need to understand yeah. your love. What is this perfect love? How do yeah. I get it? When I tell you, woman of God, that changed my life. That yeah. changed so and, much. And you, and you know what? How you honestly get it is is truly positioning yourself. You know, staying in the presence of the Father in that secret place, your alone yeah, time. Absolutely. Not the time, you know, when you're in church, when people can see mm-hmm. you. The time when nobody can't see you. Can you worship me if no one sees you? Absolutely. You know, can you pray to me if no one sees you? Can you fast for me if no one sees you? And so literally, that's how you really build that relationship with the Father. Because I'm going to tell you one time. Um, I was in my prayer time and this was before the Lord had called me to do the watchman prayer at 12 a.m. I was just the Lord was calling me to pray on my own because mm-hmm. one thing the Lord does before he calls you to, to something and anybody can can attest to this because there's a lot of people, you know, that are commenting. Anybody can attest to this and y'all write this in the comments if I'm wrong or if I'm right. But I know that I'm right about this. One thing is before the Lord calls you to do something, he makes you consistent in it first. Absolutely. Absolutely. When he truly calls you to do something, mm-hmm. because you could call yourself to do something yeah. and the Lord may give you grace in it or he may honor, you know, some things. But when the Lord truly calls you to do something, he makes you consistent in it first. And That's so right. literally for months, the Lord was calling me to pray at 12 a.m. It was new. It came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know where it came from. I never prayed. Yes, I did. When I was a Muslim, I used to pray late like that for like Ramadan and stuff like that. Or there was a, a, a prayer called the Witter prayer, which is like a prayer that you would pray um, at like the third part of the night, right? And so literally... Um, no, that prayer was called Tahajah. With the prayer it was like after the last prayer. Sorry. And so literally, um, the Lord just out of nowhere, he started calling me to pray at 12 a.m. And I was trying to figure out like, OK, daddy, this is something new. Like, what is this about? And so it was weird because I'm like, OK, I'm praying. And then I came across this um, YouTube video of Evangelist John Ramirez. Evangelist John Ramirez um, was a, a ex Satanist. He was an yes. ex-devil worshiper. This man is a weapon to be a freaking force to be reckoned with. You hear me? Yes, he is. And oh, so, yeah. And so literally, 
you know, he was talking about in the video how, you know, at 12 to, to 3 a.m. is when they send out the biggest mm-hmm. principalities. And so right. he was saying, while the, the, the Christians are sleeping, the witches are working the realm of the spirit. And so I say, wow. And it made sense to me now. This was this is why the Lord was calling me to pray, to because pray. let me tell yeah. you something. Ever since I really started going deeper, you know, in my time with the Lord and with and, and this podcast has been elevating by the hand of the Lord, the warfare has got so much greater with witchcraft. Like literally, like literally, you hear me? Like literally, literally, so much greater. And so the thing is, one thing that the Lord does because the Bible says that we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. And Absolutely. even though the Bible also says the weapons will form, but they would not prosper, the Lord is not allowing us to be ignorant. Right. He's not allowing us to be ignorant. And so before the, the, the big witchcraft really started coming, the Lord was preparing me ahead of time. Absolutely. Because he was calling me to prayer months in advance before it even came. Mm-hmm. The same way when my marriage was about to be over and I did not know, I did not know anything. Everything was going good. The Lord was calling me to a fast months in advance. I did not know why the Lord was calling me to fast, but the thing is, that's why it's so important to be obedient. Obedient, It's so important to be obedient because the Lord will try to save your life. I remember the Archbishop William Duncan, he was talking about how this man, um, he basically was, was, uh, he was like basically about to die. He died. But the Lord, before he died, the Lord was warning him. The Lord was calling him to pray at 12 o'clock for like three weeks straight. And he said that the wife said that every time 12 o'clock would come, the man would get up, but he would never pray. He would like fall asleep. He would never Mm -hmm. pray. And so literally the man ended up, he ended up dying. You know, he died. I think he was assassinated. You know, but the thing was, the Lord was trying to prepare him. He was trying to allow him to intercede, to stop, because sometimes that's what the Lord does. And I know it for a fact because I was in my prayer time by myself at at 12 a.m. And I'll never forget it. I was sitting on my bed. And there's something like an outer body experience because we're spirit, right? And you know this, but this is for the for the viewers, but some people that may not know, we're spirit. The Bible says that we are to worship him in spirit and in truth. So we know that we're spirit, but we have three parts of us. We're three in one, like how God is in his image, right? The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We have the tabernacle, we have the spirit, and then we have the flesh. The flesh naturally Mm -hmm. wants to sin, the spirit wants to do right, and the tabernacle is what the flesh and the spirit looks to for direction. And that's why the Bible says we're supposed to keep our our tabernacle clean because if your tabernacle is not in order the the flesh and the spirit is going to be lost because that's what it looks to so now that we had that lesson right let's move forward so i'm sitting on the bed and literally i i just like ash like project or whatever extradicted out of my body and i'm seeing my 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 flesh sitting on the bed and my spirit is outside of my body and the lord shows me uh the angel's wings and they're like wow. covering me Wow. Right. Cover me just like this. And then I see darts, the darts. But all every time a dart would hit the wing, they would fall off. Mm. And the Lord said to me, these are the darts that come to you, but they bounce off of you because I protect you. My God. Because I protect you. And that's why it's so important that we Mm -hmm. stay in the secret place, because that's where the Lord unfolds his mysteries. 
Absolutely. That's where he unfolds his mysteries. When people get these these big prophetic words and and stuff like that, that's because they staying in the secret in place. The secret place. Yeah, Absolutely. not everybody that's getting these words is in the secret place because some people are working it with familiar spirits. We gonna say it, but for the ones that truly God has called, you mm -hmm. know, it's it's because they're staying in that secret place, and that's Absolutely. why it's so important, even in this time, that we stay in the secret place. You have to stay you in the secret to. place Absolutely. you don't have to, to to be a prophet or an apostle to hear from the lord it's about relationships Absolutely. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. The Bible itself is prophetic. You can find any answer that you need within it, within itself. And this is another reason why the Lord has took us out of the churches to make us non-dependent on anybody. That's right. You Absolutely. know, and, and it was crazy because I was listening to Joyce Myers this morning and she was talking about, um, you know, how we're like we're babies. You know, we want to be baby. And she was given the scripture verse. And when Paul was saying, you know, I want to give you meat, he said, but I can't give you meat because you guys want to be like babies on a bottle. Like That's a lot it. of us want to yeah. be baby. You know, we want to hear, oh, we're doing a good mm -hmm. job. Or, you know, yeah. this, and, and the thing is, the Lord is saying, I'm trying to give you so much more, but I can't get you off the bottle. I need That's you it. to get off yeah. the bottle so that mm -hmm. I can give you the great work so you can push to the high call. But a lot of us, we're, we're, we're too fearful. You know, That's or we're it. just content with with the smaller things that we're not talking about physical, financial things, but just even the Lord is trying to give us access to realms, realms of glory, right. different yeah. doors, because sometimes that's what that means. Like when we when we uh press in the presence of the Lord, it's not always that we're praying, you know, to, to come out with money and 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 houses and cars. No, now the Lord want to bless them with that. Come on, Jesus, do it for come us. On, Jesus. But come on, at Daddy. the end of the day, I'd rather have access. I'd rather have. have. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'd rather Absolutely. have access than, than, than a material thing because it's it's the access that's going to benefit me than a car. If I have access, I can maybe help you with something. Maybe the Lord will allow me to hear something, you know, that you probably couldn't hear. And because I had access and because I'm standing in the gap as an intercessor, I can help you. But if the Lord just blessed me with a car, who that's going to benefit? Nobody but just me. Just you. That's right. That's right. But me. So I rather get the access to the kingdom than get the access to a material thing. Now I'm not Absolutely. taking nothing from it because the Lord has blessed me. Hallelujah. Amen. However, and he's not done life, either. Yeah, he's not I, done I, I either, woman of God. <laughs> but at this point in my life, I'm not concerned about a material thing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And, and to be honest, and this is a little off topic, I haven't even brought anything since since this whole like coronavirus thing, you know, then happened, which is a principality behind this virus. We're gonna say that Come too. On. Um, Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have not brought anything. I've been so busy with just everything that the Lord has given me. And it's like every time that I turn around, the Lord is, is putting more on me to the point. Sometimes I'll be like, Daddy, are you sure? Like, mm -hmm. I'll be feeling like sometimes like I want to break just a tiny bit. But then at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, no, because no. you know why? I feel honored that the Lord can trust me just a little bit. Just a little bit. Amen. Just a little Absolutely. bit because we said it. It's a trust thing. You know, yeah. it's a trust thing. It's it's mm -hmm. not because the Lord's just doing it, oh, because you're cute or oh, because you're so nice or oh, mm -hmm. because, no, that is yeah. why. It's, it's because of the fact of the matter that 
I'm improving my trust. That's right. That's you know, right. And that's the same for a lot of other people that's watching. I'm pretty sure the Lord is entrusting them with some things because especially during this time too, people have been building, you know, their relationships with the father and he's seeing, I, I can trust you. So as I can trust you, let me give you a little bit more. And as yeah. I see that you're consistent with a little bit more, yeah. then I'm going to put a little bit more in your plate. It's just like food. You know, let's see if we like it, right? Let me, just give me a little bit. That's how we are. Let me taste it and see. Yeah, right. And then when it tastes good, we like, all right, can you give me a little bit more? Little bit the more. Next thing you know, mm -hmm. you like, can I get a plate to go? That's mm -hmm. how it is with Jesus. Absolutely. That's how it is with Jesus, and and that's where God, I thank you. That love, that true yeah. love, coming to part because I've never loved the Lord this much in my life. Mm. Yes. And, it, and it was way before the podcast came and it, it was way before because the Lord was showing me his hand. Like, and I talk about the struggle that I had with my, my the old relationship in my old house. I had to give up and all that stuff like that. The Lord was, was truly showing me his hand. He was showing me his hand. He was showing me the blessings and, and how I was winning in the situation where there were yeah. times I was like, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to win in this or not. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was just showing me. And, and that's what that's what built that love. The relationship is it was because of the encounters. And yeah, I just absolutely. pray that people truly have encounters with the father in this season. Mm -hmm. I truly do, because that's absolutely. what's going to build a lot of people's faith. Those encounters. Those Absolutely. encounters, that's that's what does it. And and I love him so much. And I know the Lord loves me because guess what? He don't let nothing touch me. Honey, he will get you by nothing. me. He will get nothing. you, he will check you by me. <laughs> nothing. Many oh, have tried. Ooh. Many have tried. And I say that confidently because Paul said we can boast in Christ in mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians. That's Bible to back it up. Many have tried, but the Lord showed them you can't touch me. And it's Not only because I've, I've, I've built a place with the Father, you know, to the point that he says, you are mine. I can yeah. trust you. You are mine. You're you're my beloved. You know, I can trust you. I remember the day I, I, I told an old friend of mine, I said, this is when I first like started. The Lord started introducing me to the seer's room um, of, of seeing like angels, you know, in, in the natural with my natural eye. And I used to say, I said, God, I want my whole house to be flooded with angels and I want the whole block. So before the enemy can even get to me, you gotta go through all these angels. She used to say, girl, the enemy can still get through them because if the Lord gives them permission, I'm like, I know, but it's just a thought. You know, I just like the thought of it. And so literally, yeah, yeah, can't touch yeah. me. Oh. And I say it confidently, can't touch me, try. They try, cause honey, they, they send the demons. They send the principalities, and I mean, not no weak ones either, you know, and I just thank God that is, a, is another thing that the Lord really, truly called me to pray in that prayer, you know, at 12 a.m., because I remember one day, I'm going to be honest, the enemy caught me off guard. I missed the prayer that night. I missed the prayer that night. I overslept, and, and literally the enemy sent, he sent witchcraft that night. It didn't work, but he sent witchcraft that night. And so literally when I, the Lord woke me up, like probably three o'clock, he said, get up and pray. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I got up, you know, and I prayed and stuff like that. But I just thank God 
you know, for the the consistency and and him just just not leaving me ignorant, you know, yeah. in this season because I've been ignorant for so long. So long, yeah. And it gets to a point that you just get tired of being ignorant. To be honest, you get tired of it because guess what? The the more that you're ignorant, God, I thank you. The more the enemy will wear you down. Yes, he will. The Bible says he walks the earth roaming, looking to see whom he can devour. Yes. Whom he can yes. devour. And yes. the thing is, we fight wrong. A lot we of do. us fight wrong. The Bible says the, wrong. The, the, yes. right. And the, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You That's know, right. a lot of us we we're fighting a, a battle the wrong way. The wrong way. We're yes. fighting the wrong way. We trying to fight the person, you know, we trying to come against this or we trying to fix it. No, no. That's where relationship coming in. You gotta That's take right. your hands out. And let the Lord do it. Absolutely. Let the Lord do it. But I, I, woman of God, it. I can definitely agree with you. I remember one night God was saying, Samantha, get up and pray. Samantha, get up and pray. And I was like, okay, God, I'm going to get up. I think my back or something was hurting me. I was like, okay, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I didn't do it. And the next day, wow. warfare wore me out all day yeah. long. I said, God, yeah. Father, when you tell me to get up again, I'm up. Yeah. You're not gonna have to. I mean, woman of God, I was wore out yeah. all day long. And, and you know what? What helps, um, even with that too, because um, I remember like when I first really started walking, um, in my walking. Maybe this is something that you could do. The enemy was like beating me up. Like I was, I was drained. I was drained. And so, literally, um, one of my mentors, uh, Prophet Samuel, he said to me, "Start taking communion every day." To take it daily mm -hmm. and so i said okay and literally when i started doing that you know even though the enemy was still fighting me i didn't feel the blows as hard and that's what it does it helps the blows to not be so excessive you know because it's still going to happen the bible says the weapons were formed but they would not prosper right. it's still going to happen but you don't feel it as much and so literally you know that it has become like a practice of my i don't wait for a first sunday because my thing is when you're truly walking into who god called you to be you can't wait for a first sunday for no cup of wine no crackers you know and i don't drink the wine i drink grape juice you know but the point of the matter is you can't wait you know just for that first sunday and so literally you know it really helps with you know the the blows of the warfare taking communion daily and it's so easy to do for people that's watching you just get some grape juice get some crackers you know if you don't feel as though you're at a place that you could bless it yourself even though mm -hmm. you are mm -hmm. you just pray to the father you know but if you feel better with going to your leader you know and having them pray over your crackers and your juice your grape juice or whatever mm -hmm. you want to drink you know do it do it yeah. i've even seen that's people get cured from from cancer and sicknesses from taking communion for 40 days you know and i i remember there god i thank you there's a scripture i don't have Honey, my bible I, next to me god, i know all about that and you wow. about to make this house don't do it wow wow <laughs> do it. yeah do but it. it's true and i i can't recall the scripture offhand but uh, there was a scripture that i came past in the new testament it was talking about the communion you know and how it wards off sickness you know, because people just do it. It's, the communion itself is just prophetic. It's, it's not just for that that traditional, you know, way that we drink it, you know, and do your research. Don't just take my word. Go and research and, and, and learn about, you know, other benefits of communion and what it does, 
You know, I, I never just say something and be like, oh, go and do no, go do your research, you know. And and if this is something the Lord is calling you to, then so be it, you know. Thank but, you for that mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna wrap this up because we've been on here. We're past our time and we don't want to hold the people. Um, we thank you guys for definitely tuning in, Miss Samantha Evangelist Samantha. I thank you for tuning in. Um, oh, thank you for inviting yes, me. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, ma'am. You got such a beautiful heart. You, you've been always such a beautiful woman towards me since the day that we have became Facebook friends because I don't personally know you. I don't personally know a lot of people that come on the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, literally the Lord, he'll have me to, to ask someone that he has chosen to come on to here, you know, and I just do what my father tell me to do. But you just have a, a beautiful heart and a beautiful spirit, you know, and I just wish you well. I seek blessing upon you um, in your household and, and everything of that nature, you know, and I thank you again. And I thank you guys for tuning in as well. You guys were just tuned in to the Dope Girls Pray podcast for Testimony Tuesday. I'm your host, Kamisha H. And our guest speaker tonight was Evangelist Samantha Mitchell. And we'll see you guys soon. Thank <laughs> you.